Connecting Coaches Cognition. Coaching with Courtney and Christensen. As a busy coach, you spend all day refueling, revamping, and reflecting with educators. Now is the time to stop and recharge your batteries with some much-needed coaching for the coach. Welcome back to another episode of C3. I'm Courtney Groskin, and I'm here with... Violet Christensen. Violet, what's new in your world? Happy 2022. I know. Can you believe it? 2022. I am doing well. I am just looking back at this holiday season and reflecting and super grateful to have so much time with my girls. Everything from, you know, the moment you put up the lights and their eyes opening wide all the way to, you know, the post-Christmas stupor and every every giggle and um, magical moment in between. It's just been a really great time of recharge and rejuvenation and just um, getting getting ready and gearing up for a new year. I'm sure it was a fun holiday season. They're at such a fun age uh, to soak that all in and really enjoy their time at home with you. It really was. It was the year that they both truly understand now, not just one. And we got to engage in all the things from the gingerbread making to the Christmas morning bike opening and just all of the the giggles and cackles that come along. So I am just grateful for that time. Um, what what was your highlight of the last month, my dear? Um, just really having time to decompress, taking time um, to kind of ground myself. Uh, lots of long walks with pickles out in the chilly air, but, um, you know, just getting out and enjoying that Colorado backdrop. I bet Pickles is just so excited for the crisp air and just getting out with you and having his his dog mom to himself for a bit. Yeah, she definitely loves having me home. Today, we have Becca Silver with us. She's the founder and CEO of The Whole Educator. She's a highly energetic and knowledgeable trainer who approaches leadership development with transformational coaching skills and strategies. Becca is a former educator, instructional coach, life coach, and executive coach. Her training programs are customized one-on-one coaching Work focus on fostering teacher buy-in and bridging knowledge gaps between leadership and staff. She believes that when coaching teachers, adult mindsets and motivations matter. Welcome, Becca. We're so excited to have you here on C3. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here as well. We are delighted to have you, and we are just so excited to learn from and with you today. Can you just start by telling us a little bit about you, Becca, and tell us about your background in education and your role currently? Sure. So um, I uh, was a teacher for 10 years and I taught um, in the U.S. and I also taught abroad in Africa and in South America. Um, And then when I left the classroom, I became a coach at a school. And at the same time, I became a life coach. Crossover skills that was happening as I was learning to be and practicing being a life coach. I found like, oh, some of these things I can use in my teacher coaching, and it's making a really big difference. As a matter of fact, it's transformational. So then I became a consultant and I started my uh, company, The Whole Educator, um, with the idea that like uh, teachers are whole human beings and we want to be coaching and leading them as whole human beings. That's such a powerful message. Um, looking at coaches as a whole human being, like people would be like, oh, yeah, of course, duh. But it's so often overlooked. So thank you for yeah. acknowledging that. That feels really good to hear that. 
<laughs> Absolutely. You know, and it's one of the things that I, I, my, the coaches that I work with, they, they say a lot, they're like, oh, we do this with kids. There's a lot that we have kind of agreed upon, like, oh, the whole child. That's very common to hear and say. Then I'm like, the whole teacher. People are like, whoa, right? <laughs> it's this whole new idea. So, um, you know, differentiation for your teachers, right? Like, how do we actually identify your teachers as diverse learners, not just your students? Exactly. Can you tell us what your top three tips for supporting new career educators? would be especially, you know, knowing the climate of this year and how tough things have been? Yes. Um, no, absolutely. Very tough. Um, so a few things that I would um, advise coaches to do. One is identify the speed that they go in. And when I say speed, it's how fast do they approach growth and change? Do they go really slowly? Do they need to go step by step and have a lot of togetherness? Or do they go really fast? Like, give me the whole resource. I'll digest it over the weekend and we'll go, right? But identify their speed and go at their speed, uh, not at your speed. <laughs> um, one of my the things that I say very, very often is don't treat people the way you would want to be treated. Treat people the way they would want to be treated. So um, that goes along with that. So another thing I would recommend is spend time to listen to their concerns and spend time to build trust. And I really I'm saying spend time very intentionally. Um, trust takes time. Trust isn't like here's a trust strategy today and tomorrow there's trust. Right. And, and to really t it's worth it to build that trust and take time. Otherwise, people feel. Um, you know, there, there's kind of that that loss of like honoring the, the strengths and the things people do bring, right? Especially new teachers. And the last thing is, um, if coaching has not been impactful, right? Like if a, a new teacher is getting coaching and it's not actually making any kind of in, uh, positive impact to look for um, limiting beliefs. Like most of the time, it's a mindset issue. I love how you're attuning to that human uniqueness of the individual in front of you or the team that you're coaching in front of you of attuning your speed and thinking about how they need to be treated and really, really being mindful of all the different pieces of that rapport and trust that you're building in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. Do you have any strategies around the retention of teachers and how to help educators stay in the education world when they're feeling overwhelmed? Yes, I've been dealing with this a lot over the last year and a half. Well, coming on two years now. Um, I can only imagine. So, <laughs> so there's a couple main um, strategies that have been highly effective. I have lots of strategies, but I'll share a couple main ones. One of them is to really listen to people that are overwhelmed. And I don't mean just like that passive, like, uh-huh, 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 kind of listen, like I'll wait for you to stop talking, kind of listen. Um, but like an active listening. And when I, I, I know I'm defining a lot, when I say active listening, people, pe generally people think that they, they actively listen. And what I believe is like human beings generally are terrible listeners and that we, we do need some training around listening, especially coaches. And so if some, if, you know, if you do not have 
you know, listening training, my big recommendation is to do something I call reflective listening. I don't call it that. Sorry. That's actually what it's called. (laughs) And so you can Google it, reflective listening. And basically what it is, is you're, you're repeating back to people what you hear them saying. And you say, what I hear you saying is, and it's really powerful for people to feel heard and it helps them kind of put their defenses down right? Our brain goes into survival mode. And the first thing we want to do, overwhelm is a form of survival mode. The first thing we want to do is to help people stop emotionally thrashing around and be calm enough to to start using the logical part of their brain. Um, So yeah, so I highly recommend Google reflective listening, um, like sentence (laughs) starters, and you'll get a ton of, um, a, a ton of things there. And then the second thing is to help with overwhelmed teachers, I like to have them identify one or two reasons why they teach, what brings them into work every day, what motivates them, write it on a post-it note. And that is the thing that you measure every day with. You don't, don't, I know there's 20 things. I know the parents and the admin and the district, right? are asking teachers to do all these things. And a lot of times we have a bunch of perfectionist teachers that need to do it right. I got to get it right. I got to do it right. And um, uh, the overwhelm a lot of times comes, it will overwhelm always comes from the narrative we have in our head about what we're asked to do. And so I realize, you know, I'm going really deep here. <laughs> so I appreciate you staying with me. Um, but, you know, to have people really just stay focused, what's important what has me wake up and come to work every day and measure your day by that? Did I do that thing? You're really going back to your why. Like we all got into education for the passion, you know, something pulled us into education. So going back to those basics, why are you here? What is it that brings you here every day? Cause it's so easy to lose sight of that mm-hmm. when everything is hectic around you. Exactly. Exactly. Really, really, recommend writing on our post-it and posting it lots of places post it on your microwave on your bathroom mirror on your school computer um you know places that you look often so you can remember every and look at it every day i've i've given this technique i had a, a teacher email me you know she's i i helped her one day and the next day she was like i've looked at my post-it three times and it's only 8 a.m you know and it's it's so helpful for people to be able to sigh and relax and say okay this is how i'm measuring if i did a good job today who knew post-its could be so transformational? Yes. <laughs> when you're coaching new educators, what are some of your go-to questions or supports you like to offer them? So, gosh, there's lots of things. Um, you know, one one thing I like to do, right? So new, edu- here's a beautiful thing about new educators. They want to get better, right? They came into the profession and they want to get better. So I want to help them get better. And so one of the things that I do is I, I couple my questions with observation because um, I want to see how self-aware they are. I'm looking for, huh, how much do you accurately know what's going on? So I'll ask things like, what's going well in your classroom? What are you struggling with? What do you think your barriers are? And then, um, and then I'll go in and observe and see, huh, like, wh- were they spot on? Are there other barriers? Because I not only want to help them get better, right? But I also want to see our, I want to teach them the fish, right? Not just give them the fish. So I want to see, are they able to identify what they're struggling with, right? And start to 
to kind of self self help no self uh what's that word just kind of help themselves um and i want to teach them how to do that um and there's one one thing that when i am working with new teachers i'm constantly sorting what their needs are into three different categories do they need help with knowledge and what i mean by knowledge is content knowledge do they need help like do they not understand what they're teaching right are you are you smarter than a fifth grader <laughs> um i i sometimes was not when i was teaching <laughs> um do you need do you need skills do you need to know how to do something or is it a mindset issue like do you do you have a limiting belief that's keeping you from being successful those are super powerful strategies for with those new educators. You're always trying to triangulate in the back of your mind how you can really help to build that capacity within that new educator and help <laughs> them to be able to regulate that over time. That's that's really powerful. Exactly. Something that I would love to be able to pull into some of our induction with our new teachers as we move forward as well. Becca, we know you utilize whole educator coaching. Can you tell us how you foster and develop the relationships across all categories of faculty to student and faculty to faculty and student to student and admin all across the board? Can you tell us a little bit more? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that I shared earlier about why I've created my company is um, that mindset that people are whole human beings, right? So to foster all of these different kinds of relationships, we need to actually have the mindset that people are whole human beings, right? We're not creating good test takers, right? We know that from faculty to student, right? And faculty to faculty, it's, you know, teachers aren't just coming in to do, aren't singular, you know, things, right? We are entire human beings that are complex and we have different motivations. So the first thing I want to say is we have to have the mindset that we, you know, people are diverse and, and complex. And then the next thing is build trust. And I know I said this earlier, and it's one of my rallying cries um, for people to really authentically help each other in a way that empowers each other. Um, we want to have a foundation of trust. Um, and then, and I, I said this earlier, it's so funny, everything kind of comes back circle, uh, kind of a full circle. Um, we want to treat people how they want to be treated and not how we want to be treated. And that takes work. That takes work and understanding. And a lot of the way I figure out, people say, well, how do you know how they want to be treated, right? It's not like stamped on our forehead. It, it's a special kind of listening. You can actually hear when people talk how they want to be treated. That's a super powerful way to phrase it is, you know, how does someone want to be treated? It's so personalized. Um, and I haven't thought of coaching in that aspect. Like I, I'm assuming it's something we probably do, but to name it that and really listen for that as you're coaching, I think is going to be a really important shift in our practice as we move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thinking about professional development opportunities, um, what do you think are essentials for new educators to engage in? For professional development opportunities, I think it's hard for me to say one thing because I'm so like my philosophy is that everyone's diverse, right? Like some people might need help with um, engagement and some people might need help with like content knowledge and going deeper. Um, so I would actually say, like, do the work for new educators, like doing the work with the coach to figure out what the needs actually are. I see so often um, 
like blanket, I call blanket training. (laughs) Like everyone gets the same training. Right. And it's like, no, like what if we actually had um, different opportunities and different kinds of trainings for teachers for what they actually need? So I would say the work is actually in assessing what you need and going to get that. And that just goes with everything that you've said today of you really have to attune to that person in front of you and make sure that we're navigating at the speed that they need to go in the content or area that they're needing to go and really trying to make sure that we're fostering what they need in that moment. And that's what I hear from educators all the time is that coaching is that powerful professional development that isn't a one-off that continues and grows with them wherever they are and that you really are able to adjust and attune over time to their needs. It's, it's beautiful when you have those coaching relationships that go on for long periods of time and you can see that growth over time, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, you know, just one plug that I want to make for mindsets and motivations again is, you know, it's it's for the coach. Like I really, um, and, and I am an advocate for coaches to get trained and being able to hear and see people's motivations and mindsets. And it's something that a coach has to be trained in that someone's not going many times. People, not just teachers, people don't know their mindsets and motivations. It's hard sometimes for people to say, this is what motivates me, right? And it takes a trained coach to be able to hear and see that. Absolutely. And that training and listening, it seems like it should just be a natural skill. But after all of the training that we've gone through and all of um, the different models of coaching that we've been able to be exposed to on this podcast, it's incredible how many strategies and listening there truly are and how much practice it really does take to become a master listener. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, we are so grateful for your time, Becca, and we know that our listeners have already gained many insights from you, but we want to shift to that rapid fire question portion of the podcast. So in roughly 30 seconds or less, we have three more questions for you. Can you first start by shining and telling us a little bit about you of where we can learn more from and with you? Yes, perfect. So my website is www.thewholeeducator.com. Um, and on my website, I have coat free coaching tips. Um, I regularly update Instagram a lot. And so you can find me at the whole educator on Instagram and please, please, please follow me. There's also, when you go to my website, um, there is a free, uh, ebook coaching tip ebook that you can download as well. Awesome. Another great resource for us. We love those to share with the listeners. Becca, tell us what is your tagline or your bumper sticker for coaching? Mindsets and motivations matter. I love it. Always the alliteration. We love that around here. That's amazing. Yes. And lastly, tell us what is your secret coaching superpower or your go-to move? It is hearing limiting beliefs. That is my secret coaching superpower. Um, I can hear it um, really with everyone I interact, right? Um, but it's it's when I'm working with coaches, I'm constantly training them to hear their own limiting beliefs first. We always want to do the work first. And, um, and then after that, um, to be able to hear uh, teachers' limiting beliefs because it's so, so, so helpful in helping teachers get better. Thank you for that go-to move. And it's another great lens to look at as we're entering into coaching conversation. So take that with you into your next coaching conversation. We really appreciate everything, Becca. Thank you so much for your insights and joining us today. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
We so appreciated Becca's time today and reminding us to get back to our core of coaching the whole educator. How might you bring these philosophies of coaching into your coaching conversations? Thanks for listening and be sure to follow us on Twitter at C3Coaches. C3, connecting, coaches, cognition. Whose thinking will you mediate today?